Thank you, Jesus. We're going to share our testimonies uh, from being in Poland for 10 days and what the Lord did around us and in us and through us. And uh, we're praying that there will be just a little bit of an overflow into all of your hearts. So, Guy, why don't you come on up? You can be the starter. I wasn't going to say it. I need to be put on the spot so fast. Well, I was hoping it would be Katie, because I don't want to steal some of her thunder. That's okay. I'll I'll, I'll just change. Um, Like they were saying earlier, last year, the Lord really showed up. Last year, like a wildfire. This year, the Lord showed something that not a lot of people here in the States can see and feel. And that's one thing I know that the United States needs the most of, and that is love. That's the one thing we need to start sharing is his love. There's a lot of junk that was going on, a lot of fears that are going on over there. And we more or less, help them take care of it. But one of the nights that we were in the middle of praise and worship, heavy, wonderful praise and worship, the Lord started showing me things, things that he's doing there. And the short version of this was we're all in the center for doing our service. And it's kind of a, a five-sided room. I mean, there's more back here. But he was showing me when I got into that room, because he had me out doing some of the stuff. But I was in while everyone was praising God. We're talking either on their knees, lifting their hands up, everybody in uniform and just giving it up. I started seeing these angels standing in the room. We're not talking this tall. We're talking to the ceiling almost. Huge guys. But they weren't just any angels. They were warriors. And they had their swords up to a point in the room. And he showed me real quickly outside of that room, this huge light coming out. And every so often, it'll pulse. Like everybody's just going, more, Father, more. That's how much intensity was going on. But while I was still in there and seeing all this, I kept on hearing up. Then I realized it's kind of like outside. And looking, he showed me the shields of those angels was being placed for protection all around. He was creating a safety zone for these kids to get rid of all that fear. And that was the only way they were able to not only see his love, but he can, they can feel their love. And they can be saturated in it. And it seems like after that night, a lot of that fear was gone. We were praying over them. It was amazing. But the biggest, the biggest thing that happened, for most of y'all that don't know this, Pastor Andrews had a son that had a tumor in his brain. Had surgery and there's a lot of damage and other stuff that happened. 
So his emotions were kind of not there. He was also struggling with God because of what happened. He's not having that struggle no more. He was actually more involved this year with worship and the teachings that I've seen in the last three years since this happened to him. And because of that, and I got to go back up to him and love on him more and share with him something and give him a part of me to him, that after that I noticed that he's not the same kid no more. God is not only restoring him, he is creating a new image, a new child of God in him. Just so you know, I'm not the next oldest in line, John is, so we're going out of order here. I am younger than him. Um, uh, Poland, for me, this year was um, just like an amazing, an amazing experience. Um, there's so many, so many things that I could share. Um <clears throat> Y'all, I, like, have a huge fear of flying, like, petrified of flying. Um, And so, like, you know, I've been doing work on getting rid of fear and all this stuff. And we got to the airport, like, way stupid early. And um, we're sitting there to get on the plane. And usually, like, once we get, like, past the security point, like, I'm in knots. Or, like, when I'm saying bye to Shane, you know, like, I'm just like, you know, and just, like, start... And we got past the security, and I'm still just, like, chill. And I'm like, it's just because I'm tired. Like, I'm just too tired to even be in anxiety or worry or fear. And so we uh, are, like, getting to the point to board the plane. And I'm like, guys, like, I have no fear. Like, there is something, like, this is weird. Like, I don't, I don't know what this feeling of feeling normal is. Like, because I'm always, like, petrified. Like, what is going on? And so we get on the plane and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm just like waiting at any moment to be like attacked by this fear that just like, just makes me crazy. And so like we, it never comes and like we get on the runway, you know, and I'm like, we're fixing to take off. And that's like the point that just really does me in is the takeoff. And I was talking to Shane's, uh, cousin is a pilot and so I'm like you know I need to get over this fear I was talking to her and and she was like well tell me what you're afraid of maybe I can help you get over and I'm like I'm just petrified of takeoff like that's it and she was like yeah that's the most critical point you know like didn't help me at all you know so like we're taking off and I'm just like this is crazy like I can look out the window and I have no fear and there's a guy next to me you know and um I don't know him and and I told him I was like Usually by this point, like I'm scared, like I'm, I, I'm not worried, like this is weird. You know, I'm telling him all this stuff. And so we take off and I had complete peace the entire time. Like I just knew, like I knew God had healed me before. Um, but like it was just walking in that, getting to walk in that victory of that complete healing was absolutely amazing. Um, and then, you know, we go to get on to the next plane, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is the big plane. This is, it's going to come. Like, I just know it's going to come and we get on there and y'all like, I'm like enjoying like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is amazing. Like, I can't believe this is what it feels like to be normal. Like on an airplane, you know, like I can watch all the pretty scenery and like, look at God's creation and not just be completely petrified and afraid that like I'm fixing to die. Um, 
And so it was just really amazing. And so then I got the opportunity to um, do a teaching one night. And um, I thought I was supposed to do it on um, one thing. Um, and it was definitely not the thing I was supposed to teach on. <laughs> and thank you, Jesus, Holy Spirit, for like giving me a check in my spirit. And so then I was just like praying, like, what am I supposed to teach on? What am I supposed to teach on? And um, I was like, you know, I need to know like what they're, what, what do they want? What do they need? Like, what do they want to know about? And so I just thought, why don't I ask them what their fears are? So I passed out some papers and let them um, write some fears and questions that they have. And as uh, I'm reading these questions, of course, I have to get them translated, you know. So a couple of them translated into English, and it was fabulous. Very, very good English. Um, But the rest of them I had translated. And as I was, like, reading these questions, I was like, oh, my gosh. I used to have that fear. And I had that fear, too. And I had that fear. And I'm afraid of it. I was afraid of that, and I was afraid of this. And it's just like this whole list of almost all the questions that they ask were things that I had been delivered of a fear. And so for me to get to look at the faithfulness of God and how good he's been to me in my life and has brought me through and has delivered me and delivered me. And, you know, when you go through the day today, you don't really see like all the things that the Lord has done in your life. But um, to get to go back and I just stopped for a minute and I was like, wow, God, you've done so much in my life. You have really just transformed me into a whole new being. Um, and it was just just a just a neat place to be with the Lord, to just get to see all the things that he's delivered me from. And so I got to teach, and I felt like um, the response was good. Um, and I believe that there was things broken off of them, that fear was broken off of their lives um, for those that responded. And so um, one of the other things that happened was... <clears throat> We kept talking about connecting with the Father heart of God, connecting with the Father heart of God. And um, the last night um, of camp, there was this kid that came to camp. He was met. He'd been in the church for like two weeks. And he's like, hey, I can run the sound. And he's not a believer. And he... uh, just was touched, you know, he was like, he told Swavik, he's like, I feel something stirring in my heart, you know, but he still hadn't accepted Jesus at this point, but he did fireworks. And so, um, he's like, I want to put on a fireworks show. So they told us, you know, we're going to do a fireworks show. So I'm like, not expecting very much, but as you saw on the video, like it was a fireworks show guys. Like I grew up in Snyder and 4th of July is a big deal there. You know, they have a big festival and the show that he put on, like he had music, to it like was unbelievable but i just loved like how he was moved he wanted to give something back you know like he he like he paid for this out of his own money like we did not pay him for this like this is out of his own love but he even not knowing was connecting with the father heart of god like i just want to pour out you know and he did and so we're in this field in Poland, it's freezing outside, and you know we're all in excitement. And I love fireworks again. Fourth of July, big thing from since the time I was little. And it starts, and there's just this huge firework that goes off with the music blaring, and like tears just came, and just I mean I just cried and cried and cried um, because 
that is my favorite thing, one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. And here I am in this little village in Poland, out in the middle of this field, getting the most up-close, spectacular um, firework show. It was just absolutely amazing. After it was over, I went into my bedroom, and I just laid on my bed, and I just cried and cried. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. Like, the, his love was just poured out on us from this kid who was moved by the Father's heart, who hasn't accepted Jesus yet. And so the next day, we were driving And I got to sit next to him and I was like, thank you so much. Like, you just don't know how much that touched my heart and my life. And he's like, oh my gosh, next year, like it's going to be even bigger and better. And I'm going to save all my money and I'm going to do it better. And I'm going to curate the music better. And just like, he is like so excited about doing it again, you know. And so I'm so excited for what he has in his future. And, um. Y'all pray for him like that he accepts Jesus. I believe it's just, it's short. His time is short that before he accepts him. Um, there was one other thing I was going to share. Oh, y'all, we walked to church in the snow two, two and a half miles in freezing weather. What? Uphill. Yes, it was uphill. I didn't think I was going to make it. At first I was like, oh yeah, I can walk two miles. Like I've got, we've got time, 45 minutes. I can do that. Like, you know, but then we get out there and it's like, we're going uphill and I'm going, I can't. And that our sweet friend from London, Victor was walking with me and I'm like, I'm, I I, I think I'm gonna have to stop. Like I can't breathe. Like something is, I can't do this. And he's like, you got this, you got this. And we did, we had it. We made it. I did fall once, which was awesome. I landed. I was like, this is a fantastic story forever. So there's never an excuse for you not to come to church because if we can walk two miles, two and a half miles, in, in the snow, uphill to church, you guys can come to church. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good experience. You know, 23 degrees outside in the snow, no problem, right? I, I just kept thinking, there's no way we could ever do this in the States. Like, parents would, would hurt us, you know? Because um, we took all 40 of the youth. We, we made them walk to church um, because we didn't have enough vehicles for them. So we walked with them, and it was, it was a great time. So I'm really excited about the work that God did in Katie. I can testify to her um, freedom from the fear of flying because I had told John, you know, I flew with Katie to Poland two years ago. And so, like, I know, like, I was gearing up. I was, like, in battle mode. I was ready. Like, John was like, I can't pick the flights on some of these. I'm like, well, I have to sit next to Katie so that I can just pray in the spirit next to her. Like, she needs to put her worship music in, and she needs to pray in the spirit, and I need to pray in the spirit, and we are going to get that plane off the ground, and Katie is going to survive. So I just need to sit next to her. I don't care if I sit next to you, but Katie needs somebody to sit next to her. And uh, so it was really awesome to like, I'd keep like, you good? Are you good? And she's, oh yeah, I'm great. You know, she didn't even sit by anybody on takeoff on the big plane. She moved over and I kept like, are you okay over there? Um, and so I think it's really awesome when, when we feel like we've been healed. And then when you get to walk it out and you get to, to activate it and say, oh, I really was healed. Uh, that's always a, a really great point. Um, I think the trip for me, it was, it was really, really good. Um, personally, it was a really challenging trip, um, because I felt like I was, I was struggling for like the first, uh, a lot of the days, (laughs) the first nine days of the trip. Um, not really that many, uh, but just, just a lot of resistance in the spirit. 
and a lot of distraction and a lot of just the enemy working. And so for me, I, I felt like I had to to fight for, for every win, you know, um, so that I had all of that going on in the midst. But I think that my greatest joy, um, I didn't think I'd be emotional at all. My greatest joy from this trip, number one, uh, Poland is such a special place in my heart. And the people there are just, they just have captured me. Um, from the, the first time I went, what, 11 years ago, um, you know, some people say that you go on a trip and you leave a part of your heart in the country. And I feel like for me, ever since I've gone there is I went and I found a part of my heart in that country. And that's just the way the Lord has worked. I visited another nation and I never had that connection. There's just something there that the Lord has put in me for these people. And so my greatest joy this year, uh, was just watching, um, Watching people that I've poured into for a really long time be who God is calling them to be. Um, there's there's one boy named Kuba who was probably 10 years old uh, on the first time we went, 9 or 10. And he'd just ride in the van and um, he preached for the first time. Uh, with us present. And to me, like, that was just like the greatest thing ever. I just told him, Kuba, I, I am so honored that like the Lord set it up that I could hear your first sermon. Like that was absolutely precious to me. And watching some of the worship team just, uh, worship at a whole new level was just amazing to me. And watching one of the youth leaders whose name is Marta, um, I connected with her last year and, Um, she just like really encountered God and she got up and spoke. She made every other leader leave the room except for our team because she was so nervous to speak. And we got, I got to hear her preach and I got to hear her share a personal story that she'd written after last year's camp that she is in the middle of translating for me to take to a women's conference. That's 23 pages long. And it's a, it's a story that is incredible. And I was so moved by just watching her growth and watching her get to speak. Uh, and, uh, so for me, just, just seeing fruit and seeing growth and seeing life and watching teenagers that were kindergartners and, uh, all of that just moves my heart. Uh, cause there's something, there's something special about sowing continually into a group of people. Uh, you know, one-time mission trips are awesome, so I don't want to, I don't want to diminish that by any means, but there's something amazing about returning over and over and making a continual investment and watching what God is doing in the people that you love. Um, it's just, it really moves your heart. And, um, so I was, I was so blessed by that and so just so moved by the way God did his thing, uh, you know, and really I, I went to this camp thinking you don't even need us to come. I'm glad that you guys invite us, but you guys like they're young people. Like the last night I preached, I was like, I just knew that the Lord was saying like, you can pray for people and that's fine. But like, it's, you don't have to, like, I want you to just commission these young kids. Uh, and so that's all I did. You know, I just said, I'm going to call you the worship team up and I'm just going to anoint you and you guys pray and we're going to agree with you, but you guys are going to see the stuff happen. And, um, to me, that's, that's successful. If you start doing a youth camp with them and you get to the point where you don't really need to be there anymore.
we get to be there and that's awesome. But they don't need us to see a move of God. They don't need us to watch God do anything over there in their country because they carry something so powerful. They've encountered God. They've been set free. They've, they've felt his love and they know how to give it away. And, uh, so to me, uh, I think I look across the trip and say the kingdom of God was advanced. And so I will rejoice in that. I will rejoice in that. All right. They left me all kinds of time. <laughs> yes, you did. So um, for those of you that are new that have never heard about Poland or our connection there, I just want to give you a little bit of a quick overview. Uh, if you weren't here when Pastor Mark came, we've been connected with Pastor Mark uh, at this church for 15 or 16 years. Uh, he was introduced to us uh, through Greg and Ronnie, and brought to to this church. And we have been going to serve and partner with them in the ministry there for uh, 11th, is this the 11th theme or the 10th theme? I don't remember. For about 11 years, we've sent at least one person, uh, usually between one and six people have gone uh, to be a mission team with Poland. And they are in the western corner uh, of of Poland, very close to Germany. And you have to understand this. They're in a village, which is, how many people are in Griffith? Is it 10,000? About 10,000. So there's about 10,000 people in this village, and there's there's several villages and, and some bigger towns around it, um, but mostly just, just smaller towns, basically. Uh, and here's the thing. This is the only spirit-filled evangelical church in that village. One. Yeah, there's one. I mean, what's a town of 10,000 around West Texas? Throw one out for me. Pecos, Snyder, what did I say? Monahans, okay? How many churches are in Snyder? More than restaurants. How about Monahans? Pretty good amount. Uh, Pecos, I don't, you know, there's, there's a good, good chunk of churches. Um, think about if there was... Only one church in those towns that was preaching the message of Jesus. Just one. That's who we're going to help. That, that's why we're connected. We're, we're seeing something from the beginning. And Greg and Ronnie, from the very beginning, you met Mark before he even planted the church. Uh, and saw him when he was at Christ for the Nation, just a young kid, uh, 25 years ago or something. But... Uh, you know, and there have been churches planted. There's been connections made. Uh, this past weekend, they they did a pastors' conference there at the center, and there was, I think, about they were expecting like 60 to 70 uh, pastors from all over Poland. And so, Marek has built a a ministry that is a networking hub to touch the nation of Poland. I really believe that. I really believe when uh, the ministry that goes on there, because here's the deal, uh, and. I think it was you, Katie, that talked about, like, there's always somebody there, you know, like you're always just connecting. So we like, you know, here's this, these, this connection with London now, you know, we have this connection with these people in London and they've come for two years ago, man, our hearts really this year, we spent a whole lot more time with them. We're connected. We're talking about, you know, they're like, how can you, you need to come to London for this. You need to come for this. And I'm like, man, how, 
how many days can Dan and Nara watch the kids? I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. Some of the rest of you are going to have to take over. There is, this is the limit, okay? It's like, you know. <laughs> so, but it's like, you know, and there's, there's just people coming and going. I'm like, man, this is like a hub. It's the word I use. It's like there's a, there's a hub of the, of the Holy Spirit in this, in this place. And Mark is part of the leadership there. And that, it's going on. The camp has kids coming from all over, from several churches. And again, most of them are just like this church. They're, there's only one of their type of church in the city. So it's like when they get together with other young people, there was what, 40 plus, 45 maybe, um, teenagers at this camp. Um, you know, they're, they're usually in small groups and when they get with 40 or 50, they're like, this is incredible. There's this many people that are followers of Jesus, that are passionate about him, that are spirit filled, that, you know, that are believe in healing and believe in the power of God and all this stuff. It's like they don't run into that. Most of those kids, most of these kids, when they go to their school, they may be the only Christian in the entire school. I mean, we don't, we can't even understand that in West Texas, right? We, we're like, what? <laughs> That's why, I mean, God has put our hearts together, but it's like, man, I'm so honored. Whenever I go there, I'm like, man, there's, th- this, is a, this is an amazing opportunity to touch a nation, and God somehow uses, uses us to do it. So uh, we were doing a youth camp five, six days or whatever it was, started Saturday night, ends Thursday morning, whatever that is. Um, and so we pretty much worked that. As they said, the girls did walk to church. Notice the word, the girls, the ladies. The ladies from our team walked to church. The men did not. We rode in a car. <laughs> There's a couple of good reasons. Uh, number one, my wife told me, you're preaching, you shouldn't walk to church. I said, Okay. <laughs> Do what your wife says, right? I mean, that's all I did. She said, I mean, I really almost walked home because they all got to church and, you know, they're all, <sighs> and they're cold and they're warm enough. I'm like, that's, I didn't get that story. So uh, I was told not to. And uh, I needed a guy to go along with me to, you know, have some company. So um, anyway, but they really did walk. And then as I'm driving, Guy and I are driving, and we drive by them, we wave, and we took some pictures, you know, and, and then, then we go up a hill, and I'm like, man, this is a big hill. <laughs> I'm serious. So they're not lying about the hill. I want you to know that, like, it really was, they did walk in 25 degrees in the snow uphill to go to church. So it's, it's an amazing story, but I didn't get to do it. I got to ride a five-minute car ride. So, um, I want to tell you just a couple quick testimonies about things that happened. Uh, we had a great camp. Uh, we did face, really, there was a lot of opposition. It was a battle this year in the camp. Last year was just so easy. It was like we showed up and just like, God just did something so incredible that we, we definitely knew it wasn't us. Uh, and we, it was like we didn't, we didn't expect it. And so this year we went, I mean, I went in, I was like praying harder than ever. I'm thinking, oh God, I know there's, you know, I know you want to do more. And, uh, we just, we just hit some walls. Uh, there were some walls that we had, we had to fight through. So I felt like the Lord this year was like, Hey, I'm teaching you to, to fight through some things and to allow yourself to lose, uh, the distractions that you fall into or the things, the misconceptions you have about who I am or who you are or, 
just all kinds of stuff. Uh, and I talked Wednesday about walking by faith and not by sight. I think that's uh, something the Lord was was speaking to me as well. Um, so we had to fight fight for it, but there was there was some good breakthroughs that happened. Uh, I'm so thankful for uh, Katie, uh, man, the really powerful ministry that she did that. That was Wednesday morning, right? I think it was Wednesday morning. Um, did the fear, um, and it was just awesome. You know, the, the power of testimony. I mean, Katie shares all these fears. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> how, how, how have you lived life? That's incredible. I mean, like, how has Shane survived, too? <laughs> so I'm just like, man, just... She walked through her testimony of, I was afraid of this from, I mean, some really serious stuff. I mean, flying, we sometimes kind of blow that off and, you know, laugh, oh, I'm scared of flying. But look, there's some people that were afraid of flying in that room that got prayer. Um, you know, Swabic Swabieta is terrified of flying. And now she said, she's open to saying, I might come to the, you know, I might be open to coming to the United States. And she wasn't talking about by ship. <laughs> So she was saying she was willing to say i'm i 'm at the point where i 'm willing to consider facing that fear and so uh, to me, it was just so awesome uh, just powerful testimony i mean your testimony really was a part of the breakthrough. Uh, I want to say guy Burchett uh, just turns into uh, i don 't know he just turns into probably who he is all the time we just don 't see him as much. Uh, and so, you know, God just loves those kids and those people and prophesies to them and prays for them. Uh, man, God was in the zone from day one. Uh, maybe Ashley and I were battling or whatever. I look over and there's God. Just, blah, blah, blah. He's just all over the place, like praying for everybody. And just, just it was all good. You know, it was like, this looks amazing. Uh, I'm like, go, Guy. And so, um, so fun to see. How many times have you been now, Guy? Is it six? And how many times have you been? Is it seven or eight? We don't know. Or do we? Is it? Is was this eight? Because you've been eight, you've been six. This was Katie's second time. This is my third time. But those that have been multiple times, it's just like their hearts are. You, your heart gets more connected. Uh, and I'm even getting sucked in. I'm like, well, how can I not go next year? I'm like, well, I'm planning to try to, you know, not go so that other relatives of mine who want to go can go, and I can stay with the kids. You know, and you're just like, then. <laughs> there's been an answer to prayer thank you lord i mean I, I let's be honest dan has a heart for poland he's been there multiple times as well narda has been once but she has a heart too um and they're they want her they want you to come too they want you to come i mean they they're like just bring the kids i'm like man i don't know about that 10 hour plane ride with air lee because <laughs> i don't have that much faith i don't know <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't have the faith that moves that, moves that mountain. So, but, uh, man, we had an awesome team. My point is I'm saying we have an awesome team. Katie did an awesome job. Uh, Guy did an awesome job. I don't think I knew Katie was so scared of flying. I think I rode next to you to Honduras and just didn't, didn't even care. <laughs> so, um, you know, awesome. And my wife, of course, uh, did, a, did an amazing job. Uh, as as the closer, we call her the closer, last night bringing the message uh, of the gospel in a powerful way and, and releasing the kids. Um, so fabulous team. I was thankful to be on the team. And 
Sunday morning, I felt, was a really good time. Uh, I was privileged to preach at the church there, at Mark's church. It was my third time to preach there. I think you get more comfortable, and they start to recognize you, too, so they're a little bit, there's a little bit more of a connection. You don't have to break down that barrier of, of uh, like, well, who's this guy? You know, I know your wife, and I know Guy, and I know some of these other people, but who, who are you? <laughs> and so I felt like there's just a lot of freedom. And here's, what, here's how I preached a great message. I just told all the testimonies from everything that God's doing through all of you. You know, all the prayers that have been answered in our church, you just get up, and the people are like, that was an amazing message. I'm like, I didn't do anything but just say what God's doing and talk about the kingdom of God and, like, then we get to pray for people, and we're just praying for this whole line of people. And it was, it was powerful. I mean, the, the, this is the most powerful Sunday I, I feel like I've ever been a part of at his church. Uh, we were praying. We had seen all the healings with the necks and the backs and the headaches, and we gave all the testimonies. We shared, of course, Wes's testimony and baby Anna's testimony. And uh, then we said, if you got that, if you need prayer, come on up. But especially backs and necks and headaches, God's going to heal you. And so... There was all kinds of people that got prayed for. And again, you're praying, and I didn't have a translator. You know, you just start praying, and I'm just like, you pray, and then I'm like, what's, you know, you can't say, how are you doing? You just go, are you good? And they're all smiling at you. I'm like, are you just giving me the church smile, or is that the real smile? And so several more touched. It was interesting. One guy uh, that came up, he was on the front row. He just had his head down the whole service. And uh, he stood up for prayer, and so I asked him, he pointed at, you know, I said, where do I, and he pointed at his neck, so I began to pray for him, and so then he just really just softened up, and I could tell like, the Lord was doing something, but I didn't know what, and so afterwards, we were up in the fellowship room, and and it was a very simple translation, you had him speaking Polish to this other lady who knew a little bit of English, and she told me, but she said, when you when you begin to, basically the idea was, Thank you for praying for me. When you started to pray for me, I heard the voice of God. I was like, wow, I was just praying for your back to be healed. <laughs> you know, so the Holy Spirit just takes care of whatever. I mean, I don't know what, maybe he just needed to hear from God. I don't know what he needed. But, I mean, he said he had tears in his eyes. He was like, God spoke to him. And, man, if we could pray for someone and they hear God, that's a good prayer. That's that's awesome. So we were pr- moving down the line, uh, just praying, and and I come to this last guy, and uh, they're talking with him, and they're like, "Well, he needs prayers in his feet. He's got something wrong with his feet." I couldn't figure out. We couldn't figure out if it was he didn't have feelings in his feet or if he had pain in his feet. And I just said, "Well, I'm going to pray for him. Can I pray for him?" And they said, "Oh, he's not a believer." They said he doesn't. He's not a believer in the Lord. I said, well, I can, I'll, I'm going to pray for him. So I'm like, I get down. I'm, I'm like, can I get down and touch? You know, I'm like trying to point. You know, you're doing the sign language thing, and like, hey, can I? <laughs> like, I so I'm on. I get down on the ground, and I just put both my hands on his feet. I'm like, going, I'm like, I'm believing. This is the most faith I've ever had. I think I'm just like. There is no way this guy is not going to be healed right now. That I don't know what this guy needs, and we can't. We're having problems with the translation here, but. Just God, touch him right now. And so I just prayed for, for just the fire of God to rush through his feet and legs and whatever he needed. And so I, I look up after we've been praying for a while, and he's, he's smiling at me. I'm like, going good. And they start talking to him more. 
And they're like, well, no, he doesn't speak Polish. He speaks Dutch. So they're like speaking Polish to him, and he speaks Dutch. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, no wonder we're misunderstanding. I speak English. And then we find out, he says, oh, I can speak a little English. I'm like, well, now you tell me. <laughs> I didn't say that really. But so <laughs> then they're like, well, he wants to receive the Lord. And I'm like, great. I'm like, how do you know that? Because he's speaking Dutch and you're speaking Polish. But I don't know. <laughs> So they say he wants to receive the Lord. Well, I'm like, can can he pray in English? Because, like, I can't lead him in a prayer in Dutch or Polish. (laughs) It it was just just kind of humorous when you look back on it. But it was was a cool moment. It was a powerful moment. And so he got, I think he must have got healed. Because he's like, I want to receive the Lord now. I'm like, no kidding. Praise the Lord. So then they were like, I'm like, can you repeat after me? He's like, yes, I can. I said, good. We should have been going English sooner. So I pray, you know, I just lead him through a prayer of salvation. And, wow, what an awesome time that someone who showed, who's, he's living in Poland. I can't remember the story. They told me later uh, he's staying with someone and he's got this whole situation going on. But he showed up and uh, God touched him. And so, I mean, I'm like, hey, follow up on him or something. Try to figure out if. You know, because I was just concerned that the communication, I just want to make sure he knew what was going on, and, uh, but he was touched by the Lord. So it's, you know, it's just fun on the mission trip because you just, you just never know what's going to happen. You know, it's like, how, we, how do we get connected with all these people? We've got the, the people with the British accents talking, and they're telling us all this stuff about how we're saying the words in English wrong, and, you know, right? You know, and you're like, no, you're, I'm like, you're saying it wrong. What are you talking about? They're like, you call, what was it? What was, what was it trying to, oh, we said, uh, oh, I can't remember. It was, there's some really interesting thing, phrases that they have, and they thought ours were really interesting. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, so tennis shoes, what are tennis shoes? These are trainers. <laughs> like, tra- what are trainers? <laughs> so uh, God has connected hearts all over the place. And, uh, you know, the last night, um, you know, it was, it was so special to watch the young people praying for the kids. Because you, really you could really see the breakthrough. I, I really saw some of the breakthrough came when Cuba, when my wife said, when Cuba got up to speak, it was just like he just had an authority with him. And he also has that connection with the young people where they, he's such a leader. Like they're all Cuba. Whatever you say, man, we're going to do it. So he's like, we're going after Jesus. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to do it then, you know. And so he's just like, man, when those kids were praying for one another, that's where the real breakthrough came because we're like, hey, they're seeing the release. That You know, they don't need us, so to speak. We we get to come along for the ride. And so um, the next time I go, I'll be, you know, a little more releasing. We also had one of the pictures you saw a lady named Mary there. Her name is... Uh, What's her last name? Mary Dorian. She's from New Mexico, and I met her the first time in 2013. And uh, she is very prophetic. She just gets up, and she's very calm, and she's very loving. I mean, she is like if I could. She's probably one of the best people I've ever seen do prophetic ministry. Makes everyone feel so at ease. You know, it's not like the scary thing. You know, like oh, the prophet's here. Ah, no, it's just like so gentle and so loving, and she's just so calm because she just wants people to receive what the lord's saying she just she's just one of those people that gets up and goes 
you stand up and uh God says this, this, and this, and usually they start crying, you know. She gave a word to us. She gave a word to all kids. She gave a word to Emily, the young lady from CF&I. That's another connection that was great. You know, you never know who you're going to meet in Poland. Um, just special. But you saw, I don't know if you saw one of the pictures. Uh, if you remember, it had the kids blindfolded. And this was such a great prophetic exercise. She took four volunteers of kids that were spirit-filled, said, hey, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I want you to come up here. So they had four kids come up, and they blindfolded them. Then they took four other kids that they didn't know who they were, and they had them stand in front of the person who was blindfolded. And she said, okay, I want you to pray now and give them a word from God. I think even all of us were like going, thank goodness I did not get chosen for this challenge, right? How many of you, who wants to do that this morning, right? You're like, now that I know, I'm not raising my hand. (laughs) And so, but here's the deal. Every single one of them gave something that was good. And the person who was standing up there said, did that mean something to you? He said, yes, that's what I needed to hear from the Lord today. And one of them, especially the last one, it was like, he got up there and was like, He's got the blindfold on. He's got this young girl, Sandra, in front of him who's been in the church a long time. I think she's moved now, but she's a solid person. And he just says, uh, the Lord says, you're a prophet and a teacher, and God has done this in your life, and blah, blah, blah. And you're like going, whoa, you're not making that up, man. <laughs> That's like straight from heaven. And it was so cool. I was like, I went back and told it was Casper, uh, the drummer uh, who plays drums, just young guy. I said, I told him, I said, look, you've got a, you have a prophetic gift. Uh, I believe everybody can prophesy, but there's some people who have the gift of prophecy. I said, you need to use that gift. Go ahead and do that. Don't just do that at camp because uh, you have a gift. But it's a great exercise because here's the deal. The prophetic is about hearing from God. It doesn't matter if you can see who's in front of you. Sometimes we get so used to seeing that, you know, we get it. Look, it's supposed to be like God can just speak to us because he can. And so I was like, man, that's a great exercise. So uh, when you come to our prophetic class at some other time, you know, just know that the blindfolds will be there probably because that was that was a great exercise. to see but man it was just so many so many little things and the last day it's always good to see uh suavik who's the um he's an associate pastor and he runs the the youth ministry and oversees a bunch of stuff really um but man he just gets up and shares his heart briefly and you just he just always begins to cry and you're just he's not like a cry guide either he's not like a you know some people that cry a lot they're dudes and they just cry and that's fine uh i'm getting there but Swavik is not Swavik is not one of those guys. Okay, he's not one of those guys. But he is one that when he's really touched, it was like you know he's really touched when he's crying up front in front of everybody. You're like, oh wow, God is moving upon upon him. And so uh, just to see his heart and his uh, love for the the people uh, and for the region and for for the for the kids uh, was just really. Really something special. It's just something special going on in Poland. I just want to say that, that there's really something special. So um, thank you for praying for us, for sending us. For uh, we, could, we could keep going on, uh, but I think I'm going to put the caboose on my testimony time here. Um, I want us to just close with communion here. Sir, if you want to get some kind of song ready uh, just to play through as a CD, I don't want to bring the worship team back up for this. Um, 
you know, none of none of the stuff that we give testimonies about um, happens apart from what happened on the cross. You know, just as we were singing nothing but the blood of Jesus today, that was really powerful, I thought. It was just, you know, there's nothing but the blood of Jesus that can wash away my sins. Uh, and I'm reminded of the scripture. Um, it's in uh, 1 Corinthians that says, you know, when when you share in the cup of thanksgiving, aren't you sharing with uh, with the Lord and his table? And the scripture also came comes to me uh, that says in Psalm 23, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And, you know, sometimes we don't, we, we recite that prayer just because it's, it's the most, probably the most famous Bible verse, Bible scripture in the Bible. Either 1 Corinthians 13 or Psalm 23 are the two most famous Bible passages. And even people that don't know Jesus sometimes can recite the Lord's Prayer. Uh, not the Lord's Prayer, the Psalm 23. Um, and so, but it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And what, what that really means is this. I'm in the midst of being attacked, and God says, it doesn't matter. Just sit down and eat. I mean, because you, you don't prepare, you don't put a table out on a battlefield. You don't, you don't, you don't stop to eat. When you're in battle, you battle. But here's how it works in the kingdom. God says, you know what? The battle's going on, and your enemies are all around you. They're coming at you. That hasn't changed, but here, here's what has changed. I've got a table. And you can sit down in peace, and you can receive from me whatever you need at any time in the presence of your enemies. It doesn't matter that they're, if they're there or not. What matters is that this is my table. And I believe when Jesus established uh, this sacrament, when he, when he established this time of communion, when he established the Lord's Supper, uh, he was putting his table down forever and saying, boom, my table is available to all. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup represents my blood, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. We can always come to the Lord's table. You don't have to wait for the first Sunday of the month. <laughs> right, Katie? <laughs> Talk to Katie. We'll have her... Someday we'll have you share that testimony on Sunday. Maybe not today, but maybe for some other communion. Uh, but the Lord's table is available to us at any time. Sometimes we need it most when we've got stuff going on all around us. We need to just say, oh, God, I need, I need to go to the table. I need to go to you and receive your, receive your life into me. Receive your body into me. Receive your blood into me. It's an act of... You know, it's really a prophetic act in some ways. We're doing something in the physical, but we're believing that there's something spiritual going on. Uh, it's not just that we're getting a cracker and some juice or whatever we use for communion. Uh, we're, we're receiving spiritual life, and God is saying, sit down. I got the enemies under control. And so that's what I want us to go into today as we receive. So ushers, whoever's going to usher and help us pass this out, let's go ahead and just pass this out and we'll pray and then just take it together as a point of closure today. So thank you, Lord.
Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the body and the blood of Jesus. We just thank you that we can come to your table. Lord, we thank you that, uh, Lord, this unites us with the body of Christ. Lord, I'm so, I'm so reminded after this trip of just the, Lord, the connection in all of our hearts that we have with every believer, Lord, around the world. It doesn't matter if they're all by themselves in a school somewhere, that, but our hearts are connected. We are one in the body of Christ. We have been made one because of you, God, and we thank you for that body that was broken for us so that we could be whole, so that we could be united, so that our hearts could be joined together in harmony and healing and forgiveness and freedom, God. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for the blood. There's nothing but the blood of Jesus that can cause us to be free from sin, cause us to be free from shame and guilt. Lord, that we, we are free from the past. We are free from uh, our punishment in the future. We are free from fear of punishment in the future. We're free from judgment, God. You have delivered us. You have delivered us. And we are thankful for that, God. We thank you that each and every day we see your, your delivering hand. Lord, as we walk with you, Lord, we see more and more that you have brought us from glory to glory, that you have brought us from strength to strength, Lord, that we are going from freedom to freedom, God. And as we look back, we're reminded we remember you, Jesus, and what you've done. And so we're excited about what you're going to do in our future because you're not done yet. And the power of the blood is still present. You're, you are still doing what you said you would do. You are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we honor you today, Jesus, and we receive together from your table. In Jesus' name, amen.